everybody. Welcome again to F This Movie, the official podcast of FThisMovie.com. Scary movie love for scary movie lovers. My name is Patrick Bromley, and I'm super excited for this week's show because <laughs> at long last we're talking about Rob Zombie's debut film, House of a Thousand Corpses, which means I'm joined for this very special episode by my own Sherry Moon Zombie, my own baby firefly, my wife, Erica Bromley. Hi, babe. <laughs> Hi, babe. You got the laugh all wrong. I, you got to no, do the baby firefly laugh. I know. That's going to take some, I don't know, that's going to, a little longer into the podcast today. Okay. We can get okay. into the high-pitched. <laughs> that's pretty good. No. <laughs> I, that was, I think that was it. <laughs> I am dressed for the part, though. Yes, you are. You're wearing your Captain Spaulding's uh, Museum of Monsters and Mad Men shirt. And no pants. And we were just trying to figure out if, the, and no pants. <laughs> oh, that's right. I talked even, right over it. didn't even respond to that. Because we were just debating, like, what's the name of the ride? Is it just called the murder ride? It's literally on your shirt. It, it is says, on take my the shirt? murder what? ride. I yeah. couldn't remember. We could have just read the murder your front. Ride. Well, I thought it was the murder ride, but yeah, I thought right. that I was thinking wrong. Nope. But I was right. Your shirt says you were right. Why did I doubt myself? Never doubt your shirt. Right on my chest. That's right. <laughs> um, happy Scary Movie Month. How's it going for you? Fried chicken and gasoline. I love this shirt. Yeah. Um, it's going really well. I mean, in terms of movies and fun, yeah, family I mean. fun. Yeah. 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 Oh, life is the, a everything else train around wreck. us is on fire. Yes. Drowning. There's a lot of different like uh, analogy metaphors we could use. Sure. I guess. Yeah. Um. We are going to read some of our seven-word reviews in just a second here. If you are brand new to the podcast, welcome. Yay, welcome. If you're brand Don't new to up. Scary Movie Month, go to fthismovie.com every time you watch a scary movie during the month of October and leave a seven-word review on that day's post. And we're going to read some of our favorites right now. Can I make a comment? Sure. Sometimes I wonder what it's like for someone who might stumble on to F this movie and yeah. think, hey, it's a movie podcast. I like movies. I like podcasts. Let's check it out. And depending on which episode they come in on, they could it could just be um, really easy and fun for them to kind of get pulled in. And then a different episode might turn them off only because sometimes we lead with, I don't know, maybe some inside jokes or things like that. And so I just hope if anyone out there is in that category of like kind of new, don't give up because there really aren't that many inside jokes. It's a lot of the same ones over and over again. But we find oh, yeah. no, we there's find... three jokes. <laughs> We've been doing them for 600 episodes. But we find great joy in them. And it is fun to just have like the history with uh, all each other and our, yeah, our listeners sure. and community. And so it's fun and it doesn't get old to us. But I'm sure someone new listening, if they hear us say era. Era. Era, right. Era. Uh, <laughs> they might not know what's going on. It's okay. Just stick with it. Stick with us, baby. All right. Uh, here's some of our favorite seven-word reviews. I will start. Uh, Lauren B. says, of Just Before Dawn, must resist urge to make fisting joke. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Am I not allowed to laugh at these? No, of course you can laugh. Be very serious. Please be very serious. Read these very seriously. These are very serious seven-word reviews. They should be treated seriously. Nathan Norton. No one gets out alive. (laughs) What's in the box? Moth vagina monster. Oh, wow. (laughs) Brian Sager says of Seance, I attended an all-models school, too. I saw that one. I thought about that one. Um... Louis Viljean, am I saying that correctly? I think so. I doubt myself every single time. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Until we until we hang out in person, I'll never get it right. Yeah. Um, the hills have eyes. Hill folk sure do love a big barbecue. Nice. Um, 
Jennifer says of tourist trap, reason to not always support small businesses. <laughs> um, let's see. the Lauren B., The Brides of Dracula, What Trumps Mother's Love, Mother's Blood. Nathan Norton. I have a Nathan Norton as well of Titane. On this episode of My Strange Addiction. <laughs> I think I had that one. Grant Hurlbert, Angel Heart, that corpse is going to ruin da gumbo. <laughs> uh, Luke Ciancio of old. Doctor was overdue for his tetanus shot. <laughs> um, Mac McIntyre, Mars Needs Women. Finally, a movie that's 100% scientifically accurate. <laughs> Blaine Higby of Wishmaster. Taking faces before Veronica made it cool. Patrick Bromley. What? I know that guy. I'm supposed to read mine. Why? Can't I? I mean, you can, but... All right. Annabelle Comes Home. Movie argues to never unbox your toys. That's right. (laughs) Dennis of Starry Eyes. Alex Esso joins the cult of uh, Johnny. I saw a few Starry Eyes. Yeah. It made me happy that people were watching that movie. It's a good movie. I love looking through these seven-word reviews. Yeah. It's fun. I have to admit something, though, and it's not a surprise to you, and it's probably not a surprise to anyone. I am the worst at remembering to, to put them in. So every day. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, no, you haven't put any in, I don't I think. I know. Every night. So last year, I had my whole, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put them all in at once. It doesn't matter. It's, I'm going to do it. And then I completely missed the mark. Mm. Missed the deadline. Yeah. Shoot. Well, you have until Sunday. I'm the worst. When we did our 24-hour marathon. Yeah. Um, I still haven't a, put any in for that, by the you way. You haven't? Nope. Why? So that's like 13 or 14 oh, movies. Were you waiting for me? Of course. So I didn't want to do it before you, oh dear. Oh gosh, babe. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, for that day, I was like, okay, we're up for 24 hours. I can make this work. I'll definitely get them in. But then I uh, didn't. Okay, Chris Cooper, the stylist. So just a little off the top. Nice. Matt Sollenberger of The Incredible Shrinking Man. Can't stop picturing Mark Jones slow clapping. You know, Mark Jones. Mark Jones is one of those inside jokes you were yes, referring yes, to. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. He um, just keeps getting smaller. This movie keeps getting better. <laughs> Frank Levesque? Yeah, he's next up for me. Yeah. House of a Thousand Corpses. Sherry Moon's laugh is intoxicating. Would die. Nice. I had to just include that one, you know. Um, I have a Chris Cooper as well. The Banana Splits movie. I thought this was about ice cream. Yeah, I had that one too. Okay, and you took the other Nathan Norton one that I had. Yeah. Um, Rosalie Lewis. Yes. Let the corpses tan. Surprisingly, not about zombies picketing tanning salon. (laughs) Uh, Jonathan Mills of Halloween Kills. Pete Rose respects legacy more than HK. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Adam Risky. Nice. Arachnophobia. Yes. Which I watched today and Save want it. to. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. But um, Adam Risky wrote, pretty much every 90s movie holds up, which yeah. is connected to what I want to say later when I talk okay. about what I've been watching lately. I yep, think he so saw that at the Music Box Massacre. He did? Or Music Box of Horrors. That was Sorry. a part of it? Yeah. How did I miss that title? I think that was like Sunday morning. That's really fun. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Every when did we watch Arachnophobia here? We introduced it. We watched it, it with to the, the kids, kids like yes. last year or the year before. Okay. No, I want to say last year, right? And I was sure. screaming. That sounds I'd right. I've seen it before. Sounds like something you would do. <laughs> I was screaming. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh Brian Sager of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, nineteen ninety two. Nineteen ninety two slaying vampires. Two thousand twenty one slaying her reputation. <laughs> yep. Um Runaway dual rig? Yep. Come to daddy. The family therapy bill is going to be expensive. 
Frank Levesque of The Silence of the Lambs. I skipped this episode of the podcast. <laughs> Rosalie Lewis again. Gabriel walks through fire, does not burn. Oh, stigmata. Sorry, stigmata. I missed the yeah, title no, of the stigmata. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, my last one is Amanda Stanky of Scream 4. I'm with Heather Wixon on this one. I saw that too. Okay, yeah. hi, Amanda. Uh, let's see, see. Which one do I want? Now I feel like I have to end here because you're done. Sure. And I have a, I had a couple more. Just do them. All right. Um, but maybe do them faster. <laughs> <laughs> JB, Straight Jacket from 1964. Film asks, what's scarier, Axe's Chickens or Joan? That was another Music Box of Horrors one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and I see Jan is in here too. Um, Jan, Bottleary. The Hands of Orlock. Another music box of horrors one. German acting's dramatic. Murder hands are traumatic. Had to throw that one in because Jan She's is an actual poet. She's and that rhymes. She's a poet, everyone. Yes, for real. So, you she know. rhymed traumatic, which is... I love it. Yeah. Yes. Nicely done. Yes. And she had some other good ones. And All right. All right. Let's end it, it there. Yep. All right. View my view. Have you seen anything scary lately? Sure have. Let's hear it. All right. Does it have to be scary? I mean... It's scary movie month, so I'm not allowed to talk about how I just watched Hoop Dreams again for, like, maybe the 100th time. We should probably all stick right, to fine, horror movies. Scary. All right, all right, all right. Hey, let's talk about the day that we left Shutter on, and uh, you left the house to possibly take a child to a dance lesson or a drum lesson or some sort of lesson. I think both. Okay, <laughs> both. <laughs> and I found myself at home alone, which rarely happens, and Shudder was on the TV at the same time that I was home alone. I think this really happens because usually I'm not home from work yet, but I didn't have any like clubs or activities after school. Anyway, Shudder was on, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre was on, and so I finished watching that, and it was really fun because it had been forever. And then Terror Train came on. Just... You know, I, they just, right? They yeah, just play it was on one, Shutter right, TV. Right, right. It just, so. like, comes up. And I had never seen Terror Train. You've seen Terror Train, right? I have. Yes. A lot? Or? No. Like, this like is one that you once, grew up with? Or maybe no? Tw- no, not Oh, at all. okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so, Terror Train from 1980 with Jamie Lee Curtis and others. And I was hooked instantly just by, like, the sound and the look of it. And I don't know. I really, really liked it. Yeah. I, I couldn't, like... Because I was home and because you guys were gone, like, there were lots of things I was supposed to be doing, you know? So I did not plan to sit and watch a movie, but I couldn't stop watching it. Nice. Yeah. It pulled, was it David it, Copperfield? Was that what sucked you in? It made me, yes. <laughs> Do you know we have a friend who just saw him in Las Vegas? I did not know that. Yeah. She said that he's still he's still, still doing the thing. It. Yeah. I think he, like, pulled her up on stage. What? She said it was uh, something. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything negative. He's a, he's a, well, no, no, just, you know, it's, I don't think it was her favorite experience of her trip out there. Got it. Not that it was bad. It just wasn't, you know, new or interesting. I don't know. All right. (laughs) But he's still doing the thing. Okay. So I, it made me want to watch other, other train based horror movies. Other train based horror movies. No, it made me want to watch other horror movies just from that era. Era. And just that kind of vibe and look and, you know, late Mm -hmm. 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. All right. What else? Okay. So I watched Terror Train and other stuff that I'm not allowed to talk about because it's not scary. Um, We watched, we introduced the kids to Halloween. Yeah, we did. That was really fun. They were pretty into it. 
Uh, Charlie seemed to be. Rosie got up and started doing gymnastics. But about Rosie halfway through. does gymnastics during every movie, and that's not that doesn't mean she doesn't like it. So okay. we just accepted that she. She technically picked it. I gave them like four movies to choose from. She picked up Halloween and said, "Is this Michael Myers?" And I said, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah. And she said, "This one." <laughs> so. She wanted the one with Michael Myers. Patrick just acted that out, and it was very cute. Yeah, she. Yeah, they met Michael Myers a few times at That's Flashback right. in 2019. Was probably their first time with our favorite Michael Myers. He. It was like he's like a a Disney Michael Myers. I mean, <laughs> not really. He's walking around and stalking us with a knife in his hand. But then he just like the Disney characters do. <laughs> Have you never been to Adventureland? <laughs> he was really sweet. And high-fiving them and hugging them. Baloo the bear. Oh. Sharpening a knife every time you see him. Disney is scary in parts. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. What parts? Well, not anymore. Oh. I feel like they, they got used rid to of the alien ride. In. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I loved the alien ride. Great. I who Enjoyed else, the alien ride. Who else out there loved the alien ride? Not, I never went on it. You didn't? You no, never went? I never. I don't think I was ever there when it was oh, open. Really? I didn't go to. I never went to Disney until our honeymoon. Oh, that's right. And I don't think it existed by then. Oh, you're right. I think it had just closed like a couple years before. Damn maybe. it. I loved that ride. Yeah, no, I would it never go on It was so fun that. to feel truly terrified. But no, nope. but no, you're at Disney. So it's not really going to, you nope. know. Okay. Not doing it. This is so fascinating about you. We've covered this. This is going to come up later in the podcast, I think. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. We haven't covered it enough. We've covered it plenty. We have not. All right. Yeah. So I liked, but the kids watch Halloween. They liked it. Charlie, like you said, was really into it. That was, you had a seven word review saying that it was our kids' first movie boobs. Yes. Yeah. They they both were like, uh, uh. They handled it pretty well, <laughs> yeah, I thought. Yeah. Because we prepared them. We said, yes. they're going to show some naked people in this movie. It's no big deal. Right. And they were fine. But they both kind of made a noise like, uh, uh, you yeah. know. And then I think I said to Rosie or I don't know. I, I just said, everybody has a body. Everybody has a body. That's yeah. always my. <laughs> yeah. No you know who deal. has a body is uh, Chris Rock. <laughs> I almost did it. <laughs> that was, I was setting you up so you could do it. No. Darn it. Is that Osmosis Jones? What was that? I got a body. I yeah. can't do it. I can't do it. I got a body. Is, is it that os- it's not us? Os- is it Osmosis Jones or is it the Heaven Can Wait remake? Down to Earth? No. I can't remember. All right. I don't know. Whatever. Who do you cares? want Krispy Kremes? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, you know what, what else you got? Sherman Zombie. Um, what else yes, do I have? She does. Arachnophobia. Yes. Yes. Okay. So today. Teased earlier. Yes. Finally, we've arrived at this moment Here in the podcast. Um, I had my movie club meeting at school. I run a movie club. It's a pretty simple concept, like a book club, but movies. And we, club is spelled with a K. <laughs> and a and backwards the, B. The kids are really excited. You know, I'm limited. I can't show R-rated movies. I have to show only certain things that are approved and whatnot. But um, I never tell the kids what we're going to watch in advance. I take that back. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I really kind of advertise the title and try to, like, draw people based on the title. And other times I just want to surprise them because – I have a pretty good track record. It always works. Like I surprise them with something that maybe if they had seen on the poster, maybe they wouldn't have come that day. I don't know. Maybe they would have. But then they end up really liking it. And many of them say, I'd never even heard of this movie and I love it and whatever. So I showed Arachnophobia and man, that movie plays. Yeah. So that's why I picked Adam's seven word review because 
oh my gosh, it holds up incredibly. These kids, so they were responding out loud. Actually, at one point I was a little nervous. I'm like, okay, is this becoming a little too much of a, you know, call and response with the screen, right? Like, but then they, they kind of calmed down again. And then by the end, when it really gets wild, they were so on the edge of their seats. And by the time, spoilers for arachnophobia, <laughs> by the time Jeff Daniels flings the killer spider number one, or I don't even know if it's number one anymore, but um, into the fire, they erupted into applause and were cheering. And it was so genuine. That's and awesome. they were so cute. That's yes. Fun. And it was really, really fun. And then the movie ended and they all clapped, which That's I great. know a lot of people hate, but I love. It was yeah. just so fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, arachnophobia. That's very cool. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. How about you, babe? Oh, gosh. What have you been um, watching? Well, we watched a couple things on Netflix that we can probably talk about. Oh, um, sure. The first is the new vampire movie called Night Teeth, starring oh. nobody, okay. Debbie Ryan. Is that her name? Debbie Ryan? Jesse from Disney's Jesse. Oh, Our kids right, used to right. watch Jesse. Yes. Uh, she's a main character. Megan Fox shows up as does Sydney Sweeney, which was mm-hmm. like kind of the draw for me mm-hmm. um, because f- when it was first announced, there was like a picture of the two of them and everybody was like, OMG, Megan Fox and Sydney Sweeney playing lesbian vampires in a movie. I have to see this. The Internet, you know, overstating things <laughs> as the Internet Wait, will by do. By everybody, do you mean you? No. Okay. By real. everybody, do you mean me? Yeah. <laughs> um. Spoilers for Night Teeth, they're in one scene of the movie wherein they just deliver clumsy exposition because that's most of this movie. It's about like setting up the rules of our world and their world and this team of vampires versus that team of vampires. I found two-thirds of it unwatchable. The last third, I was like, all right, I can get down with this. I still didn't really like it, but I was not into this movie at all. I found it hugely disappointing. Yeah. It was kind of boring. It was so boring. Yeah. So boring. How do you mess up? It felt like it was going somewhere and going somewhere and going, like it never went anywhere. No, it just was about explaining the rules and secret societies of vampires. Mm. It, it, It seemed to like a lot of its nighttime, you know, neon lights. Yeah, I guess it looked good if that's a thing, but just. Oh, it's a thing. So many right, Netflix just, movies are just so generic and right. forgettable, and it's well. Just... And I just wish they could have some sort of magic sprinkled on them that would make them just even a tiny bit better. Like even a little bit better would would kind of I don't know bring them up into a, a the next class, but into something I could recommend. I don't remember right. the last like straight to Netflix movie that I could actually or Netflix original, you know, that I actually like. Yeah, it's was hard. really recommending. Right. Some of their series are great, and obviously they just right. did Midnight Mass, and oh we loved gosh. that. Yes, but like, yes. I don't know, right. I don't know. Um, and then we watched. We had a family movie night with the kids, and we watched Night Books, not Night Teeth, Night Books. <laughs> we did the whole Night catalog not on night Netflix, house. right? Which we watched a few weeks ago, yeah. and I already talked about it on a you podcast. Did. Yeah, yeah. I um, like that. That was good. Yeah. Uh, night books also sucked. Uh, <laughs> He's just throwing it out there. <laughs> uh, it's about a kid who gets captured by a witch, played by Kristen Ritter, and he has to stay there and tell her stories. Uh, otherwise, uh, she'll kill him or something. I don't know. And he makes a friend there 
who is also trapped by the witch. Right, for a while. In the end, it's like she was missing. And the movie is super boring and isn't at all what I thought it was going to be. When I read the description, I was like, oh, a kid gets trapped by a witch and has to tell her stories. This is going to be a a kid's horror anthology. Right. Right. What a great idea that that's the wraparound story. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's basically Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, but so what? But like, if that's the wraparound story... Cool. Right. And then uh, it's yet another would-be kids anthology that just completely whiffs, much like Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, mm-hmm. much like Goosebumps, although Goosebumps ended up being good. But the fact that it wasn't an anthology, like, blew my mind because they keep taking these properties that would be so perfect for an anthology format. Right. There are, like, no good kids horror anthologies. Let's make one. I'm right. not. I'm not good at that. No, There's no, the I know. one with the cast of Growing Pains, and I don't remember the name of it. <laughs> the, the 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 creepies. The uh, son of a bitch. Oh, gosh, I'm never going to remember know. the name of it. But it's no. got donkey lips in it, and he's like bug obsessed. Somebody out there is shouting into their right. phone or computer right now. I like, wish I dumbass. could hear you. I wish I could hear you. Yes, me too. Because I we cannot remember, remember the name everything. of this movie. I know and that's that... got like two stories. That's barely an anthology, okay. but it's like sort of PG-13. Other than that, I can't think of like anthologies directed at kids, and it's a perfect format for it them. It is. It is. I think they would love it. Our kids liked the movie. I mean, yeah. it ended, and they said, that was good. You know, I like that. It was like a positive reaction. But yeah, that's fine. I think, right, I think it's just kind of, they were excited to, you know, they like to watch movies with us in the basement. And right. They like to eat a lot of candy while watching the movies <laughs> with us in the basement. We didn't so, go crazy with the yeah. candy. Oh, yeah, no. But they they liked it, but I don't think it's going to be something that they remember, you know? I don't think right. they're going to be, oh, wait, he did have a Lost Boys poster in his room. True, and they played and, the song from Lost Boys at one point in the movie. Which our nine-year-old immediately remembered because yes. Rosie... No, Charlie remembered oh, it. Oh, that was Charlie who yeah. remembered it? Yes, yes, that's right, Charlie. Like before Charlie's any a of good the, memory. Before any yes. of the vocals yes. came in, yes, yes, he yes, recognized yes. just the music part yes. of it. He was like, wait, is this from Lost Boys? I know. Uh, that was impressive. Yes. Um... No, Rosie, I guess, knows the poster, but she, you know, last year she went through a big Lost Boys phase, which now, you know, she's moved on, but <laughs> um, but it was cute just that they were excited to kind of recognize those things. Even, like, there was a Nightmare on Elm Street poster, I think, yeah, which our kids haven't seen, but the, they know the it from being like around us. The kid is, like, obsessed, yeah, which yeah. makes me want to like the movie, I but... I know, <sighs> no, I know. He's just, it's so much talking and reading of stories, right? And the stories they do in like fifteen seconds via like little reenactments. I don't know. Yeah. It, it was a. It was. I thought it was very disappointing. Right. But it was the bones of something better. Yes. Uh, I don't have much else. We could probably no? get into House really? of a Thousand Corpses. Okay. Yeah. You I mean, sure? I've been watching some stuff for other podcasts. Podcast, yeah. Well, we watched The Devil's Rejects. Yes, but we'll probably talk about that in conjunction with sure. our conversation about House of a Thousand sure. Corpses. So let's get into it. Okay. This is a podcast we've been meaning to do for like three or four years. Yes. Every October we say, let's do House of a Thousand Corpses this October. And then every October flies by and I'm doing all these podcasts and we – it's always hardest well, it's for just, you and I to do a show together. Yeah. For whatever reason. Well, because like, children and – Right. I, I don't know. Like when we – we carve out time if one of us is going to be doing something like right, this, right? right? So it's like the other one, we carve it out. But for us, it's hard harder to carve out, I guess. But yeah, yeah no, we've wanted to do it for so many years. And honestly, if it wasn't still a pandemic right now, yes, I don't even know if we would have been able to find this time. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we would have made it work. 
I feel like we would have been pulled in some other direction. But here we are. We're making it work. And I've got my <laughs> sweatshirt on. I forgot yes, to put on my pants, though. You are wearing pants, but not your Captain Spaulding <laughs> pants. Right. 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 When she says, I forgot oh, to earlier. put on my pants, everyone. <laughs> well, earlier she I said I had no pants she's on. she's not wearing well, pants. Well, just like sometimes Rob Zombie's characters, they're not always wearing all their clothes. So, you no, know, often. I'm just trying to fit in. Sure. I'm just I appreciate trying to make that. this legit. All right. Rub some dirt on yourself. Okay. Start cursing <laughs> oh, a lot more. No. <laughs> um, oh, there are a lot of swears in his movies. Like every other word. Yeah. We were trying to watch part of this with the kids in the other room. Because they were kind of preoccupied and entertaining themselves. Like, okay, we can do this, right? Right. And it was rough. Rough. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You notice it because then I turned the volume way down. I put the subtitles on and it's like, oh, literally every other word is fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow this went over my head before, but boy, oh boy. I'm glad we're finally doing this, though, because this is a movie that, well, you know how I feel about this movie. And I'm sure I've listed it on the podcast before when we've talked about Either favorite horror movies or just favorite movies. I feel like I've talked about it somewhere on the podcast. I'm or not, sure just you in have. writing, maybe in a yeah, list. In a I'm list sure you have. Okay. Um, would you call this one of your favorite horror movies? Yes. Okay. And this viewing solidified that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about it. So, House of a Thousand Corpses, my memory is I, that I saw this trailer in 1999 before House on Haunted Hill. Mm-hmm. I think this is a faulty memory. Okay. Because the movie didn't finish production until 2000. Okay. You might be off by a few months. I don't I know have what heard, I was But seeing. I have heard that the trailer ran in that, like, 99, 2000. Okay. Right? So 2000, you're thinking? Yeah. I, I just I, – I was so sure of the movie that I saw it before. Okay. Because I can remember what theater I was in and where I was sitting in the theater, and I was so sure of the movie that I was seeing – but uh, it's a faulty memory, and I don't know what I was seeing in 2000 that I saw the trailer. The point is the movie doesn't come out for three more years. Um, and we saw it on, like, a weekday <laughs> at, like, 5 o'clock. And it was in it. one of the little theaters at the theater that we go to. There was a handful of other people in mm-hmm. the theater with us. And I had no idea what to expect. Oh, I did not either. I didn't listen to a ton of Rob Zombie music at the time. Um, I knew who he was and I understood like, okay, Rob Zombie musician guy from White Zombie has made a horror movie. I saw a trailer for it, um, but I had just no idea what to expect. And I do feel like this more than any of his movies feels like not just like a first movie, but feels like um, what I would expect a Rob Zombie movie to be having never seen one before. Okay. With the different film stocks and cutting in the clips of old monster movies and yes. starting off with the horror host and just all the different sort of like mixed media approach to making the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, oh yeah, this totally feels like what a Rob Zombie movie would be. And it, it, it's such a like 70s throwback at a time when that hadn't become the thing yet. Like, in the 2000s, redoing the 70s became very popular. We right. get the Texas Chainsaw remake. We get mm-hmm. the uh, the Hills Have Eyes remake. We get the Last House on the Left remake. We get High Tension, which is kind of a 70s throwback. We get a lot of 70s-inspired horror. Mm-hmm. But I would argue that House on Haunted House on Haunted Hill, House of a Thousand Corpses <laughs> was out in front of those. Yeah, absolutely. 
Do you remember your reaction when we first saw it? Because I know we both were huge fans of the movie. Yes. And we were alone on an island yes. at that time. Yes. For years. Right. Because now the movie is kind of this beloved cult classic. Right. And now, Jesus, don't get me started, the last two weeks on Twitter, like, the love for Rob Zombie is great, by the way. I'm glad people are coming around on his movies. Right. But Halloween Kills seems to have inspired all these people to have always loved Rob Zombie movies. Right. And it's like, <laughs> I've taken shit for over a decade <laughs> I know for you liking have. every Rob I Zombie movie. <laughs> And now everybody's coming on like they're the fucking mayor's wife. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Do you remember what your reaction the first time you saw it? I absolutely do. I remember us, like you said, going to see it um, and feeling very much like we were seeing this thing that nobody else was seeing or talking about. Right. Yeah. Um, and it felt from the absolute start. I, I'm glad you mentioned just now, like the way that he cuts things together and mixed media and opening with a horror show and cutting to even like the local commercial, right? That isn't right. the Captain Spaulding commercial, yeah, yeah, but yeah. just the style, the vibe of all that. All of that speaks to me, and I think it speaks probably to a lot of horror fans. But there's a certain thing that works for me, and this is it. And I didn't even like I couldn't have told you that going into it. So, but I remember watching it and feeling like. It, this was horror just for me. And at the end of it, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Do you remember how much I, like, could not stop talking about this movie? Like, this – yeah, I absolutely loved it. It immediately became, like, one of my favorites. And that's so rare, like, to yeah. just throw something on a list immediately, right? For yeah. me, at least. I don't yeah. know. Maybe some people – as my students do that a lot. And our kids. Our kids do that, right? They're Whatever they see most recently becomes their favorite. But this, for me, really – and I don't know, you know – um, I briefly looked at Wikipedia and I saw that it's described as a black comedy horror film. And I thought to myself, and I know at some point too, I had read something, maybe it was also Wikipedia, I don't know, um, where Rob Zombie kind of talked about as he's filming it, things that became sort of silly or campy and he kind of went with it. I don't see comedy in this film at all. I think that it's a total nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) And to me, it is a believable nightmare, more so than a lot of, like, the slasher movies that we all grew up with, even though those sometimes mirror, like, the fears that were being put put into me as a child in the 80s. I mean, my mom used to – I've talked about this before. My mom used to talk to me about kidnapping, like, being kidnapped, the potential of being kidnapped (laughs) every single day. While she was putting you to bed. Yeah, every single day. (laughs) Sometimes after school, she would have recorded, like, remember JJ – Kidnapping was big in the 80s, to be fair. Yes. There was, like, an epidemic of kidnapping going on in the 80s. Well, and that's when it was really getting attention, too. You knew your first name was Steven is the point that I'm making. Oh, my gosh. And, and like, everything with Adam Walsh. I mean, it was really – but so kidnapping and slash movies and you think about movies where they're being you know even halloween let's go back to halloween for a second right like being stalked um all of that is probably i don't know more realistic in a way sure 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 set in more realism in a way but to me it's not i don't know to me (laughs) it is what you see this crazy firefly firefly family um it is believable even with like it's their performances are so believable for me, even though they're kind of over the top at times, right? And that's intentional at times. At times. No, that's intentional, but I still I, they're so strong. Like the the performances are so strong, so strong. Um, Sid Haig, I would say, is probably the least over the top, actually. 
he's incredibly over the top. But no, I see but what he, you're saying. Because he starts out being the store owner who, like, you kind of just believe that this guy could have this, like, store of eccentric things and well, whatever and, and be kind of loud and, and wild and crazy. But then also, you know, he just give someone directions, right. you know, like. <laughs> because I didn't grow up with jack hill movies and i didn't grow up knowing who sid Haig was and sid Haig was out of movies for a long time by the time he right. came around in uh house of a thousand corpses rob zombie kind of revitalized his career yeah. so i didn't know who sid Haig was he was just this guy who seemed like a real scary guy mm-hmm. like it wasn't like they cast an actor they just found this demented man and put him in clown makeup and i was like <laughs> because the opening of the movie is just you know, his store getting robbed and then he pulls a gun and shoots and kills the one of the robbers and the other one gets his head bashed in by a guy who busts in the room and clobbers him. And it's like, what? You immediately feel like um, unsafe watching the movie. Yes. Like, oh, anything could happen in this crazy movie. Um, and I, I will say I do see the comedy in it, partly because they are so over the top. Mm-hmm. And it's it's what... Mick Garris has described, uh, he calls it red humor, which is humor that's so black it goes beyond being black humor and becomes red. Okay. And he uses that term to describe the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Yeah. Which is like such an influence on House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh my gosh, absolutely, right. To the point where Rob Zombie maybe should have paid Toby Hooper some residuals. Every time we watch any of these films, that's what I turn to you and say. I'm like, is it, did he... Did he start out with, is there a thank you? Does he come on screen at the end? And does he talk about Toby Hooper? <laughs> well, it's really just these first two, because then I think he gets away from Toby Hooper. Like, his Halloweens okay. are not indebted to Toby Hooper. Sure, sure. Okay. Lords of Salem, I don't think. I mean, it's indebted to eight other filmmakers, sure. but not Toby no, Hooper. But, but it's are, yeah. He just flips the order. This is Texas Chainsaw 2, and Devil's Rejects is Texas Chainsaw, you yeah. know. But right. he owes a lot to Toby Hooper. Um, can we talk about that opening scene really quickly? I just want to say one thing. Yeah. When they come to rob his store, they're obnoxious and rude. And, of course, that's because they're, you know. Burglars. They're right. <laughs> they're bad guys. They're there to burgle. They're bad guys. But at that point in the movie, the first time you're seeing it, I almost feel like it sets you up in a teeny tiny subconscious way to, like, side with Captain Spaulding. <laughs> because they're being so obnoxious and all, you're, like – yeah, like get out of his store. Stop, stop trying to rob them. Leave this like, man alone. He just wants man. to sell right. chicken. And, and there's a murder ride, and I want to go on the murder ride. I don't want to go on okay. the murder ride, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to talk about that. So this is something that he does expertly, particularly in The Devil's Rejects, because every time I watch The Devil's Rejects, when we get to that end sequence, and I guess spoilers for The Devil's Rejects, I apologize for spoiling that movie on a movie. <laughs> When we're, ta- we're talking about House of a Thousand Corpses, <laughs> but I have to talk about the ending of Devil's Rejects because uh, William Forsyth's character, who is a cop, and not a particularly nice cop, he is breaking rules and killing people, and he's a psychopath. Um, he has them tied to chairs, and he starts driving nails through their hands oh my gosh. and stapling stuff to their bodies, and he's torturing them, oh. and it's really violent and really visceral. To the point where you begin to feel bad for the Firefly family and you're just like, oh, my gosh, leave them alone. Stop torturing them. Right. These are our people. Why are you being so mean to them? Oh, my gosh. And then Matthew McGrory, McGrory, Mm -hmm. um, Tiny, shows up out of nowhere, 
breaks William Forsythe's neck, and you're like, oh, fuck, that's right. He was the good guy. <laughs> I was not supposed to be... <laughs> I was not supposed to be rooting against him. Right. Uh, the, the law just died, and now the bad guys won. Right, and they're getting away again. Right, right. and so it just reverses your sympathies so hard... Um, and there is a little taste of that at the beginning of House of a Thousand Corpses, yeah. Right. I just am with, with him. Like, leave him alone. Leave his door alone. Okay, the murder ride. I know this is something that fascinates me always, and I know we've talked about this before, but, like, you we – could, we, we could be watching the most, like, violent, the goriest movie ever, and you do not look away. You can watch all of it. And I'm doing this, like, covering my eyes in your shoulder like a cartoon like but that's my genuine reaction because some of it i just don't want to have in my brain right yeah um you can handle all of that though and yet you don't want to go to an actual haunted house never but i could do an actual haunted house yeah it's it's fascinating to me i don't know what this is but so make it work (laughs) but i was saying as we were watching this like i want to go on the murder ride but i don't want to really be murdered so i just want some non- murdering people listeners maybe one of you could open up a place and make a have a nice fun murder ride where if you don't really murder a murder ride i'm probably not going to go on darn it. it okay but it could be how about the horror ride and the fact that like captain spaulding <laughs> how about, what was that ride we went on <laughs> ghost pirates ghost pirates yeah oh my gosh the fact that captain spaulding is like your tour guide and has to go with you yeah. and like narrate like yeah. no i don't want right. to spend any extra time with this guy right right there's no way I'm going on the murder ride. I don't know. Before we know for sure that he's a killer, he's even just, without knowing he's that he's just a killer. Somebody's scary grandpa who wants to show us all of the the but history he, of torture. But he doesn't want to. He's made it very murders. clear that he's annoyed by our presence. I love this movie, though. Oh my gosh! <laughs> think about them being so excited and going on this ride. I I think it. I think he does a great job of. All four of them have these distinct personalities, which are are perfectly like played out throughout the film. Um, I love Rain Wilson in this movie. Yeah, he's so just I don't Pretty know believable. Office. Yeah, yeah. Um, the girls are written in a way that they they kind of annoy me actually at times. I feel bad saying that, but they're written. They're that way. almost interchangeable, which is a well, problem. Yeah, and yes, I mean and, all four of them are almost interchangeable, but. Uh, Eh, Rain Wilson the girls stands in out particular. to me. Yeah, the girls are, and they just they seem like mad and annoyed before, but it's even time to be mad or annoyed. I mean, they, right. it, it makes sense to get there. But, um, but the, the one girl, Jennifer Jostin, is from the Brothers McMullen. This is like the only other movie I can think of that I've ever seen her in. Yeah, that's right. That's all. Huh. Okay, thank you. Thank you. She's the one who dates Mike McGlone in the Brothers McMullen. Okay. And then she shows up in this. And I might have been the only person in the theater saying, that's the girl from the Brothers McMullen. <laughs> well, I During House it. of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could go back in time and re- like take a look at the crowd. Or I, If I could go back in time, I would walk up to everyone in the theater and ah, just like introduce myself. Sorry. And say, hey, do you want to hang out? I don't know, because when you are one of only like five people that go to the screening of the House of Thousand yeah, Corpses, but they may you want to meet those people. hated it. They may have walked oh, out Well, angry. then I hate them. I'm just kidding. Don't assume that just because they were there, they liked it. I know. Because again, we were living in a little yes. two-person bubble we where were. we're like, this movie's great. Because then that <laughs> no October- No one else I knew- um, liked it or saw it. <laughs> nobody saw it. Yeah, That's right. part of it. But but that October, we do this thing every October called Scary Movie Night. We're coming up on our 
Scary Movie Night this year. It's like the 30th, 20th, 50th, I don't know which one it is, but it's it's this Saturday, and we're going to watch scary movies together as a group. We didn't get to do it last year because of COVID, so it's Mm -hmm. fun that we're going to be back together doing it. Um, Back then, it was a lot smaller. We had a much smaller place, so it was really just our friend Doug and his girlfriend at the time, who was somebody that we did not have a lot in common with. He was dating... The wrong girl, not the girl he would eventually marry. Right. Um, and we're like, we've got this great movie for Scary Movie Night. We're going to watch House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> I went out and bought the DVD to show for Scary Movie Night. And we're so excited we show it. And it couldn't have gone over worse. <laughs> they were so not into it. And again, part of that is this girl. She was yeah. not going to be into it right. at right. all. Right. And. And that sort of colors everything, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, this is probably never going to be Doug's jam either, but like. Yeah, that's okay. It was, it was like suddenly becoming aware that like, oh, we made a mistake. This (laughs) movie is not for everyone, apparently. And we will just continue to like it on our own. Right. Did did we ever try to screen it at anything else? Nope. Was it ever part of any of our lineups for anything at all? No. If I planned a birthday lineup, it would be the horror entry for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. That that makes sense. No, I generally don't program Rob Zombie movies because, again, my mm-hmm. understanding was most people hate them. Although last <laughs> year you had me do my birthday thing over Twitter again. Yeah, I And did. I did put Three from Hell in there knowing most people were going to hate it. And right. guess what? Most people hated it. Did they? Yes. I feel like some people came around. Maybe. No. Okay, now people hate Let it. Let us know That's okay. in the comments if you came around on Three from Hell. <laughs> well, you know, Lords of Salem was another one that, at the time, I think maybe I was just not paying attention. I don't know. I wasn't, I don't, I never have my pulse on whatever. Finger on a, the pulse. Yeah, finger on the pulse of, you know, film Twitter or whatever. I don't know. But I, we really liked Lords of Salem. And yes. I, at the time, didn't really know anyone else who cared at all. I don't think a lot of people saw it. I think it barely got released. Yeah, we were very right. fortunate that we okay. got to see it theatrically. Right. Uh, but see, it's... that was another one that felt like, and that's when I felt like, okay, Rob Zombie clearly is is for me because, yeah. and and of course, on the surface, I've said this a million times. I'm sure nobody would guess that. Like, no one would think that. No one would right, right, look right. at him and look at me. No one would read about him or right. read about me or whatever it is. But where can people read about you? <laughs> <laughs> Many books have been written, babe. <laughs> Many books. The library. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but he is, he's for me. Yeah. I, th- it's like, I always make jokes about how one of my greatest fears is to be like lost in the country, like a rural area, you know, cell phone service, and then someone kids- kidnaps you. So uh, going back to kidnapping, maybe I'm afraid of kidnapping, but it's a specific like lost in the country kidnapping Crazies take you to their house, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? House of a Thousand Corpses, Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, well, I remember driving. This is, this is my horror. <laughs> this is horror for me. Were we on our honeymoon? We were driving through Florida. Oh, which means only House of a Thousand Corpses had come out at that point. I'm sure Devil's Rejects we were... didn't come out till the following year. But we were talking the whole time about like we were about to get murdered. This is going to turn into a Rob Zombie yeah, movie, just like a swamp. Yeah, swamp zombie. Swamp. <laughs> A total swamby. Swamp zombie. 
that's, uh, that's the cute, cheerful song. That even back play. then, we were talking about life turning into a Rob Zombie movie. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and again, I, I, he's he's somebody that I've always liked, that I've always had to defend liking. And then, really, I just feel like it was on this most recent rewatch because just today I rewatched Haunted World of El Superbisto, which is like a fun little goof. Cartoon animated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cherry Moon Zombie is a lot of fun. She does a voice for a character, and she's Aww. very adorable. Um, <laughs> but uh, I've watched everything but Lords of Salem, basically, because I had Again, to watch the two mean? Halloweens. Yeah. For a Corpse Club coming up, and okay. then we watched the Firefly movies, yeah. and so it's really just Lords of Salem that I haven't, and 31, I guess. But, oh, okay. Um, yeah, he's like for sure one of my favorites. Right, right. And and I wouldn't have said that before two weeks ago. Oh, really? I would have just said like, no, okay. I really like every Rob Zombie movie, yeah. except maybe 31. Okay. Uh, which I think is just okay. Right. But now I would say he's one of my favorites. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I guess I always said he was one of my favorites. Yet I'm not like I haven't rewatched the Halloween movies, and I so it's really just for me, um, House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, Lords of Salem. Yeah. Um, but that's but but it's enough for me. Why is it? Why is this the thing that I am most like? I can watch so many horror movies and not and and really like them and respect them and and have fun with them, but not feel afraid. And that's the thing. Like a lot of people say. Like, I don't have to be afraid. Right. You say this, too. Like, a horror movie doesn't have to scare me. It has nothing to do right. with whether or not I like it. Absolutely. And yeah. I and I agree. Right. But these have the added, <laughs> you know, benefit. I don't know if that's right. the right word. Right? right. But they do also scare me. Rain Wilson, spoiler alert. Yeah. In House of a Thousand Corpses. I mean, it's pretty early on. But when they make him, because of the body horror stuff that I have a problem with, we've talked about this on the podcast. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I like just jumped out of my seat because it's all making sense to me. But when Rain Wilson is turned into like a fish boy, fish alligator boy, boy, yeah, fish man, fish boy, yeah, I'm gonna start crying right now. That is, <laughs> I can't. This is like, oh my god, didn't I cry in the podcast last time? What was I crying about um, then? Oh my gosh, I don't remember, but... are we two for two? Like now, this yeah, is my I thing. So. Now I cry. Oh, because the Irishman came up. I think. Oh my gosh. Okay, different kind of crying. But like... let's talk about the end of the Irishman no. when, they, when they turn Robert <laughs> oh my... De Niro into a fish boy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> they stick him in his tank, and he asks if they could leave the door open. Oh, oh my god. What are you doing to me? <laughs> He's just swimming around in there. Stop, I'm having nightmares. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Do you remember your review for Human Centipede? Yeah. No. Oh, my God. You remember when you made me watch Tusk? I, excuse me. <laughs> you picked Tusk. I did pick Tusk. I gave you a stack that of is, movies. Yes. And you said, said Tusk. Tusk. Let's do it. And then you it. crawled around on the floor <laughs> and screamed when they showed... The walrus man. I thought I was going to throw up, like, but a kind, a special kind of throw up, like a throw up fainting, and you faint into your vomit, and then you slide into the floor and disappear forever, and you come back as a fish boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why his movies so specifically tap into stuff you're afraid of. The country body horror. Kidnapping, I guess, is the thing that I'm afraid of. I mean, there's not a lot kind. of body horror. It's really just the fish boy thing. Well, 
yeah, but then think about when we go down to Dr. Satan, everything is yeah, just like, true. let me experiment with your body while your brain is still <laughs> there and you can see people and you know you're alive, but like yeah. you're dead or you're about to be dead or, you know, yeah. and oh my R. God, and just like things are being, right? Because he's like still alive. Yeah. And things are like, oh, I'm going to throw up my open and like sewing is happening, right? And, and like, oh my gosh. We didn't even talk oh, about. Take a call. Okay. We didn't even talk about when they make the spoilers for House of a Thousand Corpses. This whole thing is spoilers for House of a Thousand <laughs> Corpses. It's okay. I was only specific about Devil's Rejects because technically we're not talking about that. But... Okay. No, I'm still on House of a Thousand. No, I know, but I'm oh, saying okay. I announced oh, oh, spoilers yes, for Devil's it, Rejects okay. because blah blah blah. The masks. Oh. Skin suits. What? The masks. In in this. Yeah. Where are the masks in this? Doesn't she? Don't they take? That's Devil's Rejects. Oh, really? Am I? They, they don't do. They that? cut off oh, Blue Temple's yes. face okay. and put it on. Yes. Yeah. Oh my. Which gosh, again is directly another... out of Texas Chainsaw Two, for the record. Yes, and this is why this all works for me because <laughs> the the body horror aspect and the disfiguring of the body and making it into something else and then yeah. using it for additional awfulness, right? Oh my gosh nightmares do you have a favorite performance in the movie i i that's uh it's really hard i like them all okay yeah i like them all i mean karen black's good but she's probably not i would sherry moon and sid haig and bill mosley are my favorite probably yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so everybody <laughs> <laughs> well and karen black is still great i feel bad now that i just like cut her out no she's still great too. sherry moon but... is still i is this is the roughest of her performances, I think. Okay. Like, you can tell that she's still yeah. figuring it out a little bit. Right. I still, no, I it think still it works. works. Yeah. I, I agree. It still works. Thanks. And I still love her. Don't get me wrong. Uh, um, but, and and Bill Mosley seems to be doing a riff on Charles Manson. And I know yes. that, like, Rob Zombie's way into Charles Manson. Right. And a lot of his... Crazy speechifying sounds like stuff taken directly from the rantings of Charles Manson. I don't right. know that to be true. I, I think, don't even think it is true, okay. but it like sure it, sounds yeah. like it's stuff that Charles yes. Manson said it from right. his jail cell. Right. Oh, speaking of Charles Manson and rantings, so I also have a sort of interest slash reaction slash fear of like cults and cult leaders and that oh, yeah. sort, right? Yeah. So then that plays a part into all of this right. too. This is why these are the horror movies for me. Yeah. Because they do uh, work and also scare me. Okay. Like I left here. I left at House of Thousand Corpses just feeling like that got something about me. It tapped into something about me and it made me scared. But still like in a fun – I mean I still had fun with it. It's still in a fun way. Not like – I don't really have something where – I mean, I don't want to watch Tusk again, right? But, like, it's not like... That was what we were going to do tonight. Oh, that's so sweet of you to think of that. Yeah. Thank you. I want to do that right before Thank bed. You. Okay. Um, you know how some people will say, I can never see that movie again. Like, they were so terrified. Yeah. Like, truly, truly terrified. Yes. Like, they I, I, can never My mom watch told something. me she couldn't come to my screening of Poltergeist because it scared her so much in 1982 that... Right. She couldn't see it again. Right. And I think my mom being I cannot raised, relate to this. No. Because there's no movie that scared me so much I can never see it again. <laughs> no. I know. you. I don't say that to sound brave. I'm not brave. <laughs> you won't go to a haunted house. <laughs> I won't go to a haunted house. I won't go on the Disney ride that's like kind of scary. 
<laughs> I don't like when the alien pops out on Great Movie Ride, you know? Oh, like, I, I, I don't like that part. Yeah. Uh, I miss it. R.I.P. The Great Movie Ride. R.I.P. Our favorite. Movies One of our favorites. is fun, yeah, but it's really I fun. miss The Great Movie Ride. Yes. I liked when the alien popped out. See, this is where we're different. Um, but my mom said that she, like, freaked out beyond belief at The Exorcist, right? So being raised Catholic. I think that that was a part of it. So religious horror for certain people, which I know religious horror doesn't really have an impact on you no. in that way at all. No. But for others, right, who are raised yeah. really in a religious <clears throat> background or whatnot. Well, I know Mike has always said that The Exorcist freaks him out because he was raised super Catholic. Yeah. And like, I just and, don't have that reaction right, to it. Right, so it just works, right. So, yeah, I don't really have anything, but House of a Thousand Corpses just felt like Right from the start, I remember so clearly thinking, like, this just got something about me and tapped into it. It's like, I oh, my gosh, I'm thinking about Fishboy again. Well, Devil's Rejects then, I think, takes a very different approach because Devil's Rejects is a lot more sort of grounded and quote-unquote realistic. Sure, yeah. But that still works on you, too. Yes. Is that just... Yeah, and that when I saw that, that was... I remember saying, okay, I have another favorite movie. It <laughs> sounds so silly, but... Um, it's the same thing though, even though it's not the same sort of like your car breaks down a rural area and you're trapped in, I mean, when they're in the hotel room in Devil's Rejects, that's terrifying. Like you, you're trapped and these crazy people are going to hurt you and there's nothing you can do. Yeah. I don't have that thing where like, I, I don't find myself empathizing with the people on screen. I don't know why that is. Okay. I'm not necessarily empathizing with the killers. I'm right. not like, haha, yeah, I'm on their side, you know, which I right. think is super weird. Like, yeah. I've read a lot of people talking about Halloween kills where they're just like, yeah, pro Michael Myers. And like, he yeah, really right. murders the shit out of so many people and it's so fun. I'm like, no, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't. That's not fun. <laughs> um, so, uh, that, but that's me. That's, I'm right. not judging other people's idea of fun i just i don't relate um right so i'm not empathizing with the killers but i also don't find myself necessarily empathizing with the victims i'm just weirdly standing outside of it It doesn't surprise me that you you do because you're the most empathetic person oh thanks do are you speaking to just devil's rejects or horror films in general well i won't say all horror films because like i don't want to watch home invasion movies yeah because those i think do upset me right those are you, maybe too hit too close to home or sure. like are too possible and i don't like that i don't like the idea and for whatever reason i don't like the idea that like and this is devil's rejects so i don't know why i'm saying i enjoy devil's rejects but like the idea that like you're stuck you're fucked there's nothing you can do these people are going to murder you right um I don't enjoy watching that. And for whatever reason, I don't mind it in Devil's Rejects, I think, because those characters are more maybe charismatic or more colorful or whatever. It's not just like these masked nothings Mm -hmm. who show up, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm watching the actors have fun. It's actors that I like giving performances that I enjoy. Yeah. And they do. It is that part of it is fun to me. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. So is House of a Thousand Corpses your favorite Rob Zombie movie? Yes. Okay. I always had sort so of... So he's never gotten better. 
He peaked. No, 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 no. Hold on. I downhill trajectory ever since. No. I thought when Devil's Rejects came out, I that became my favorite. Yes. Upon this rewatch, I felt way more sure of House of a Thousand Corpses being my favorite over okay. of the of the trilogy. Okay. Yeah. And of all of his movies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just works for me. Yeah. I don't know. I it's no. because and even though earlier I said that I didn't find it to be a comedy or comedic there is what you just said makes so much sense, right? That they're not like these beings or mass. They're like people. These roles are fun. I mean, Bill Mosley is having so much fun with that character. Right. Right. And it's just charismatic and energetic. And... Bill Mosley on loan from Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. <laughs> for the record. He plays Chop Top in Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre Part 2. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. When you Just said another, alone. Yes, well, because it's another thing that Rob Zombie has borrowed right. from Toby Hooper. Well, I honestly have said so many times, like, is there a note? Is there a little <laughs> thing at the end? Like, I, I haven't really heard him talk he, about Toby right. Hooper, well, but I haven't heard him talk a lot about his why? influences. I know that his influences are like old monster movies. Yeah. I know he loves universal right. horror, you know. Yeah. Um, all, aren't the characters all named after? They're named after like Marx Brothers, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, not horror. But I haven't heard him specifically talk about somebody like Toby Hooper ever. That shocks me. Yeah. Has anyone asked him? I would imagine <laughs> right, so, okay. somewhere. So wait, you're saying that we haven't seen every single interview with <laughs> Rob Zombie ever? I wish. I could listen to him talk all day. I love listening to him interviewed. Do you remember? Yeah, he's great. He was on something we watched where um, I was super impressed with just all. I mean, he's just one of those guys. He's got so yeah. much knowledge that... It's incredible. When we saw him live, I remember when he ran around yeah, yeah, yeah. the bottom of the floor and yeah. came so close. And I'm pretty sure he looked right at me. He definitely he looked, looked right, at, right at me. And then I said, where is Sherry Moon? <laughs> was is she, she there that night? I think was I was trying to like tweet at him and she say like- She was there on your shirt. I, or maybe I, on Instagram? I don't know. I was trying so She was on my <laughs> shirt. I was trying so hard to like find out any information. Is she in <laughs> Illinois right now? Should, can I go backstage? Please. Thank you. Um, she was on my shirt. That was fun. Um, Rob Zombie. What else? What was I going to say? You were talking about Devil's Rejects. You thought it was your favorite on this rewatch. How's we're, a Thousand Corpses? We were talking about Bill Mosley. Yeah. Um, oh, right, right. On loan from Toby Hooper. But yeah, I really like I like the, the separation between this and Devil's Rejects. I like that he didn't make the same movie twice. Mm-hmm. I really love the use of color in this movie. I love the production design. Yes. Um, and I know that like the ending was kind of reshot and they had a bunch more money. So it's a lot more elaborate, all the stuff and Dr. Satan's layer and all that right. stuff looks much better because it's, uh, more expensive basically, you know, but even right. that first shot, we go through the, the, the Dr. Wolfenstein sort of introduction and then we do the Captain Spaulding commercial and then there's like a slow kind of crane shot of like the neon sign outside captain spaulding's Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it's just the you know hd talking but it looks really really gorgeous like Mm -hmm. every time i watch this movie i'm kind of knocked out by how great it looks and devil's rejects he goes a much different way Mm -hmm. where it's like it's the desert everything's dirty and dusty yeah um like you said drains all the color out of it texas chainsaw Right, right, right. Go doing the first movie. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> um, I think that some people make assumptions about 
horror directors and and horror filmmakers, right? Like if especially if you're not like a horror person, if you're not really into scary movies in general, right? There's just assumptions made that kind of like don't give a lot of credit to the art. But when you think about those the set design for House of a Thousand Corpses, yeah. it's so every bit of the frame is filled with something yeah. Like interesting, exciting, or disgusting to look at. Well, that's so why it's really... like the most Rob Zombie movie ever made yeah. <laughs> because he just filled the frame with like, here's all the shit I'm into. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's because he didn't know if he was ever going to get to make another movie, you know? So he put as much as he could into this one. Um, you know what else really works for me? What's that? Anytime there's a transition or voiceover of like the local TV news station, what they're reporting about something or clips from, you know, they show the newspaper headline and he does some of that too. Like all of it, just, I feel like it all, I don't know. It speaks to me. All of it. Every, every choice he makes. I love the little inserts where it's just like Sherry moon laughing right, right, right. <laughs> or screaming or something. You were going to ask about favorite needle drops in Rob Zombie movies. Yes, I was. I kept making jokes about this the entire time we were watching these films, and then I wanted to really ask you. So, Patrick, oh, yes, what dear. are your favorite Rob Zombie needle drops? Um, I, I mean, there's too many because he does so many in every song, <laughs> yeah, in every you... movie, rather. It's funny because we own all of his soundtracks on vinyl. We own the the soundtrack to every one of his movies on vinyl. Yeah. And I can put them on and I love listening to them. It's almost all music I don't like. Really? Yeah, because it's oh, all like right. Joe oh, Walsh. 70s. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's all just Wait, like first 70s I was thinking rock. like of the score and I'm like, wait a second. No, 70s <laughs> rock, not Patrick's Jam at it's all. It's like Southern Fried 70s I, oh rock. <laughs> and I'm not into it, but I can enjoy listening to it because it puts me back yes. in the movie. Right. So I'm like, oh, I remember this. This is when this is happening or whatever, you right. know. Well, that's the sign of a good movie and yeah, a good yeah, yeah. soundtrack and it all comes – yeah. My favorite needle drop in House of a Thousand Corpses is the actual – is is uh, the Rob Zombie song Pussy Licker mm-hmm. when Cherry Moon goes to the store because it starts on that tracking shot of her butt and assless yes. chaps. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised by this answer at all. <laughs> and of course I know – what you're but the song is hell. also awesome yeah. so it's not just about it's just not yeah awesome. three from hell obviously it's the wild one right tattoo reveal yeah devil's rejects it's probably Freebird. i yeah. mean i think that totally works mm-hmm. for that sequence um halloween one and two i mean it's like do i say love hurts maybe or do love i say hurts. thank you for seeing it because uh <laughs> Halloween opens with a kiss song. It opens with God of Thunder, but like nothing particularly interesting is happening in the movie at that point. So you're, you're wearing a kiss shirt right now. I am mm-hmm. one of several. <laughs> <that I own. laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I like all of his, I like his use of music, you know? Yeah. I, I really want to watch Lords of Salem, like right after we're done recording this podcast. I'm down. Nice. I do think it's funny uh, yeah. that you love Kiss. Okay. Um, you don't think it's fun for people to just be brutally murdered, but you still will watch it from beginning to end and never look away. Right. Um, you don't love... Are you just naming things about me? Yep, yep. This okay. is the Patrick cast. <laughs> Pat cast. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Please start calling me Pat. No, no one call him Pat. <laughs> 
please, no. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I guess it's just, it's funny to me what makes people like or dislike different horror and personality traits, right? Like you are such a gentle person in real life, but you love to watch so many extreme things and it's just well i will watch extreme yes right not let me take that back it's not that you love to watch it right that's actually wrong that's a i did not say that right at all you will and are willing and you don't need to look away like the way that i can't like sure handle my eyes can't handle certain things right right there was a point at yet, which I would go to a haunted house. I know you would. <laughs> there was a point at which I thought it was like after Charlie was born that I thought you like checked out of horror movies a little bit because you didn't want certain things in your brain. Mm-hmm. And so part of it was just we couldn't get babysitters to go see every single horror movie right. the way we did before. Right. Well, our we kid used was to go born. to every single thing together every single day. We would see everything. Right. And we couldn't anymore. So when a horror right. movie would come out, a lot of times I would go by myself and right. you would stay home. Right. Unless it was a Rob Zombie movie. Mm-hmm. And then you always came. And I just thought that was so interesting because his movies are a little bit extreme, especially like <laughs> Halloween 1 and 2. They're brutal as fuck. Right. Um, it was funny to me that like you didn't necessarily you, – you, in my brain, you had lost a little bit of your taste for horror but not for Rob Zombie horror. Right. Again, in retrospect, right. I, yeah. it was a lot of other factors. It wasn't really that you lost your taste for right. horror. Right. I didn't lose my taste at I know. all. I think. I know. But I wasn't like going to put in the effort, right, to right. to see a sitter. Or because we would do a thing where then you'd go see something by yourself and I'd go see something by myself. We'd right. take turns, like right. right? And then I would probably end up going to see like the, you know – documentary about <laughs> about anything or, you weren't gonna go see the know. remake of my bloody valentine by yourself you know <laughs> not when you could go see march of the penguins not if <laughs> we saw that together i know we not did. if um some you know chicago film documentary about <laughs> life and struggles and people and humanity <laughs> All the things that make Rob Zombie movies great. But thank goodness people helped us out and we could see the zombies together. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we haven't missed one except 31. We didn't see 31 in the we theater. We didn't? No, because it was one of those sure? one – I'm positive. Oh, yes, that's right. It was right. one of those one-night fathom event things yes. and we weren't able to go. Right. Um, so we watched it on VOD when it became available to rent. But other than that, we've seen all of them in the theater. Right. All right. Yeah. We'll keep it up. We'll keep it What's up. What's next? Monsters, baby. I can't I wait. I can't wait either. I know. I'm so <laughs> excited for the monsters. I'm so glad that, like, he's just making a Rob Zombie movie. Like, yeah. it's the monsters, sure. And then he announces his casting. And it's like, it's all his fucking guys. Right. It's Jeff Daniel Phillips and Daniel Roebuck and Sherry Moon. And it's like, yeah, I'm just making a Rob Zombie movie, except it's the monsters. Right. I love that he has his, like, company of people that he works with. I do, too. I'm so over the moon excited for this movie. When does it come out? I they're have still, no idea. They're making it right now, yeah, so there's yeah, no yeah. release date. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I can Maybe ask that question. 2022? Because, right. Maybe. Some movies, I mean, some studios have told us release dates for, you know. Oh, yeah. They're all the way out are, to 2026. Right. Not even written yet. <laughs> right. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. Me too. I love Rob Zombie. I, you know what? I really, I want to know. I want to like just glimpse into their house. I want to see like what their day to day is life like when they're not making movies. I know from Instagram that Sherry Moon, I think she makes some pottery. They're on a farm, right? I mean, yeah. She's got some animals. Yeah. Well, I think they have two houses. They have that. They mm-hmm. have like the farm, and then I think they have like an LA house. Okay. Do they want to have us over? 
They should. Just for dinner. We get pizza. Along very well. We will bring pizza. No meat. Okay. Yeah, right, right, They're right. both vegan. Okay. So no meat on the pizza. No cheese even. Okay. That, I'll bring something else. Yeah. Salad. So let's have salad with, <laughs> with the zombies. <laughs> salad with the zombies. We can make a little reality show. I like it. YouTube channel. Okay. <laughs> Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Thank you, Bu, for talking about this movie with me. It was thank super you. fun. Thank you. I'm glad we got fi- finally got to do it. It Yay. was fun to revisit it with you and uh, to sort of live in Ram Zombie world for the last week and a half. So. Sherry Moon forever. Sherry Moon forever. Thank you guys for listening. We only have one more Scary Movie Month podcast coming up. It will uh, come out on Halloween, as it always does. It's me and Mike doing our franchise retrospective, Yay. as we've done for many, many years. Uh, so that'll be out on the 31st. Uh, thanks again. Be with Listening to FS Movie.